Welcome to the Living Out Podcast, where I talk about why your difference as an LGBTQ person makes a difference to lead others in creating a more balanced and humane world. I'm your host, Darren Steele, and I'm a queer thought leadership coach, a writer, and the publisher and editor of Think Queerly on Medium. So today is a very special episode for me, and you might even be able to guess if you took a look at the title of the podcast. It is the 100th episode of the Living Out podcast. Woohoo! <laughs> it's a big deal, and I recognize that I am someone who often doesn't celebrate my own wins. I love celebrating the wins of other people. And I encourage that as a friend, as a coach. I never feel badly or jealous or envious of, of, of someone else who has done something spectacular because maybe I'm looking to what they have done as a kind of greatness or as a kind of uh, perseverance and commitment and decisiveness and, and dedication. And I admire those qualities. And I think back to one of the episodes, it, it was one that came from something I wrote about how gay shame limits self-worth, and that was episode eight. And I'm going to mention just a few of my top podcasts as I sort of reflect on these last 100 episodes, where I shared a very personal part of my own story that part of this hiding in the background, part of some of my own fears in the past of, of success in different areas of my life and in business would have meant exposure, would have meant more eyes on me. And I used to wonder, like, where did this come from? And having read Alan Down's book, The Velvet Rage, which talks about shame and specifically how shame affects a lot of gay men from having lived in the closet and experienced a world that told them, you know, you're not good enough, there's something wrong with you. Having been in the closet, I was hiding the best parts of who I was. I was hiding my uniqueness and my authentic authenticity. And there was this subconscious fear of gaining a kind of larger recognition, which would have turned more eyes on me. And yet I seem to continually gravitate to doing very public things like my publication, Think Queerly, and, and writing there and having a blog and doing videos and now doing 100 episodes of the podcast. So when I look back, the very first episode aired on the 20th of June, 2018. And this 100th episode is airing on the 29th of August, 2019. So basically just over 14 months. The podcast started out as once a week and then quickly went to two times a week. And then I'm back to one time a week for a couple of different reasons, uh, some other work I'm doing in, in the realm of consulting takes up a certain amount of time. And to do anything well, well, we have to put time and attention and energy and 
the precious resource of our own time into it. And, you know, I have the same amount of time as anybody else in the day, but I also have to have that time for fun and relaxation and recreation and perhaps a bit of coaching advice on general well-being. I was listening to another coach that I respect who said something about pay attention to the word recreation. It's re creation. We forget as human beings, we forget as LGBTQ people who are maybe active in social justice or working for our rights and freedoms, we forget to take a break often because we're so focused on what we're trying to improve and to change or to break down. But it's that recreation, that recreation, that creativity that comes from rest and spending time with friends and doing something like reading a good book or just escaping into nature and allowing ourselves to be rebalanced and replenished and filled up again with sort of that necessary life energy that makes us feel human and makes us feel like what we're doing has worth and has value and that even if it's not being recognized, we know we're doing something that's very meaningful and important for us. Why did I start this podcast in the first place? Well, if you're a longtime listener, I, I won't go into a lot of detail because you've heard me mention a couple of times that originally I wanted to start something, a group specifically for gay men. And I had these ideas and I was calling it Living Out and I had uh, heard that expression used elsewhere in a book by Raymond Rigoglioso. And... So I thought, well, I'm going to try a couple of uh, test recordings. They worked out well, and I jumped right into podcasting and launched the podcast. And I was able, through both sometimes off the cuff or having just a few show notes or having a fully prepared article that I might have read off of and then embellished and added to in in sort of my one-sided dialogue, I was able to work through my ideas and grow my ideas and to share with you while I was learning and while I was growing and while I was thinking through ideas where I was going. And that led to, for me, some personal breakthroughs um, within some self-understanding about my own identity and um, uniqueness and, and, and my insights and gifts as a human being and as a gay man, paying uh, or taking part in Raymond Rigoglioso's uh, coaching program and his book that I talked about, Gay Men and the New Way Forward. But there's, tension isn't the right word. It's There's always been this thing that I kept questioning. Do I serve just gay men? Do I serve LGBTQ people? Or, so... There's a number of different things I do. There's a number of different pathways to which somebody might come to me. And, you know, an an interesting example, one of the coaching clients that I work with, and I'm working with him more as a consultant uh, on a book that he is trying to bring to market. He found me through searching certain terms and, and then found me on my publication, Think Queerly, and then went to my podcast and recognized that there was this, this connection It's about thought leadership. I mention that term a lot. I don't like to give myself the name, I'm a thought leader. There's something that doesn't sound right to me. I communicate in terms 
of thought leadership, meaning I'm sharing ideas at the level of which I understand them, that which I know, that which I'm growing, that which I am working through, to cause you to think perhaps more differently or to consider or to think more queerly because I am an LGBTQ advocate and because I am working towards the greater good of the overall community, which I prefer and like to give the name queer. Now, in a forthcoming episode, I'm going to be continuing on with my living document uh, discussion about the, the way of living out leadership and and why your difference makes a difference. And I'm going to be talking more about why I'm going to say queer and use the term queer more as a way of, of pulling us all together and that queer has this political feel behind it. Uh, this strong meaning of, of, of difference and obscure and outside of the norm and why that's so important for us to be able to say, hey, we might be a very small percentage of the general population, but look at the influence that we have on the world. Look at the art and the culture that we have brought to this world. Look at how we have questioned social norms about gender and sexuality. Look at the changes that have happened in the last 50 or 100 years within social structure that I believe we are very much a strong part of within that kind of leadership. And I had made some notes and that this is really the answer to the one of my question is where is this podcast going? Well, I can't say for certain because I'm interested in so many things and in this realm of queer thought leadership, I may be always taking a very uh, non-straight path to get there, pun intended. But this idea that we as queer people, when we understand the most important aspects of leadership, and when and if we can come together and work together in, it doesn't have to be perfectly unified, but in a way in which we can support each other to change some of the systemic problems we're seeing right now. And these individual problems, everything is connected. Climate change is connected with the problems of neoliberalism, which is connected with poverty, which is connected with the challenges of rigid evangelical ideology and the backlash against, you know, gays and lesbians and on and on and on. And to focus in on only one thing of those is very problematic, and I don't have all the skill sets to do that. Not a single one of us does. But if we are working together, this, this movement that I'm hoping to engender or foster or get people to think of in a larger sense, whether it be people you know, coming to work together with me as sort of an organizer of this idea, or whether it be people picking up the baton, so to speak, and running with it and saying, okay, you know, we as LGBTQ people look at society, look at the status quo in unique ways. Some of us may be more 
on the side of liking the way things are. Some of us may be more on the side of seeing, huh, the problem with this particular kind of leadership or with this particular kind of government stems from, and we can list out those issues. What has been most important as a lesson for me in doing this podcast? I realize that preparation is important, (laughs) and I'm going to expand on that. Preparation meaning it's always important to know what you're going to say, because if you don't, well, first of all, it might not be a very interesting podcast or, or written story, but you could get yourself into trouble. Preparation doesn't always mean reading something verbatim like a script. I mean, preparation in the sense of having a sense and understanding of what is most important for me to convey and communicate. So I recognize that podcasting has been for me probably one of the most validating experiences and methods for me to share my message because I feel like I'm being very intimate and more connected with what and how I want to say what I wish to express, more so than just writing, and way more than video. I always feel like I'm having to watch myself when I see myself doing a video, and I feel completely unencumbered and free and at ease to record the podcast and share my message. And I also feel that allows me to tap more into my intuition. I I have a very nice, quiet room. I have the headphones in so I can, you know, hear myself in, in real time as I'm speaking. And I focus in on getting my voice down to a deep resonance and on a harmonic level and on an emotional attunement level. And I use these words really carefully. That allows me to be more, not so much spontaneous, but tapping into what I know and what I don't know that I know. Because I've lived a life of many different experiences, and I have a life of wisdom that I try and put into play when I'm understanding or trying to explain or message or teach something. Wisdom on its own, contained and never shared, is meaningless, but wisdom comes from a wealth of life experience and distilling it and recognizing what all those parts mean and then trying to use that wisdom in a way to impart some form of knowledge or awareness to share in what you've learned that might help someone who may not have had that experience to see this thing in a different way, this aspect of seeing and thinking more critically, seeing in a different way, challenging the status quo, thinking more queerly, and thinking more queerly because I'm always trying to bring something back to our uniqueness as LGBTQ people. So often that means I bring in something very vulnerable, one of my own stories, maybe a story of another client, but I'm not ashamed to share some of my own failings that reveal a deep learning, um, an experience that 
helps me explain a lesson. And the lessons have been many. I made some notes by looking at some of the statistics of uh, my most downloaded episodes. And if I start from, well, why don't I go right back to the beginning? Start from the bottom up. So my third episode, Are You Top or Bottom? It was a tongue-in-cheek look at the this limited way of looking at if we're only one or the other. And not that there's anything wrong with that, but it was just playing with that fun sort of literally trying to topple over that binary that you can only be one or the other. Now, I mentioned the gay shame, episode eight, how gay shame limits self-worth, where I told my uh, personal story of recognizing why I've self-sabotaged myself around success in the past had to do with my experience of gay shame and having lived in the closet and this unconscious behavior that kept showing up. And I may or may not have talked a little bit about the neuroscience of the three brains and you know why we need to understand um, what our unconscious behaviors are responsible for in the thoughts that we think and the ideas around um, free will. That's a whole other (laughs) kettle of worms. Now, the first podcast that I did as a result of my involvement in uh, Ray Rigoglioso's uh, program, Gay Men of Wisdom, was Is Forgiveness of Homophobia a Gay Male Gift? Episode 30. That is one of my favorite episodes because it it revealed a lot to me about me and I think it really touched a lot of people and it helped me understand how I had been restricting my ability to experience empathy because of past hurts and upset over how the world views us as LGBTQ people and the kind of level of prejudice and the fact that it begins it can be so difficult to try and change someone's mind and thoughts around this, not even to have someone really agree to challenge their own thinking around why it's just so morally reprehensible, at least in my opinion, and I'm sure in yours as well, to be homophobic, to be prejudiced against someone just because of their sexual or gender preference. I followed up a little bit more in episode 39 when I spoke about forgiveness and acceptance of internalized homophobia. Often we see a lot of men who will label themselves as bro or or straight acting, especially on uh, dating apps. And, and what does that mean? What does that say about us when we are trying to act as if we belong to these these identities of, of masculine is the only way that a man can be, and heaven forbid that he should appear in any way feminine or weak. Episode 63, The Challenge to Lead as as Gay Men. What you'll see as I progress through is that I was focusing on gay male identity, and that's what I mean by sharing my experiences as I am learning and going along the path and not the straight path with you. 
Somebody mentioned on uh, a post I put on Instagram the other day, because uh, I was sharing a particular uh, article where it was about the gay male experience and, and my experience as a gay man, that I'm, just like I said at the beginning of this episode, trying to move much more towards this larger encapsulating queer LGBTQ, putting us together in not so much a community, but a network of individuals who deserve to be seen and heard and validated. Episode 67, Being at Ease with Yourself, was a, as much about me speaking to myself about how when we are comfortable in our own skin, not only do we attract other people and opportunities to us, but we are more at peace and able to create meaningful change. And then our difference truly makes a difference because we're not fighting anything within ourselves. I went uh, a little bit to the angry side in episode 75, uh, where religion's invented to control the ego. And that's a bit of a thorn in my side. I get very frustrated with the more ideological and dogmatic and oppressive a religion is, especially when it looks to attack LGBTQ people. Now, I absolutely adore the episode where I got to, for the first time, uh, speak with uh, my friend and colleague, Jeffrey, Jeffrey Yoanone in Deconstructing the Gay Male Body Image Jeffrey is is simply brilliant and really understands gender and culture of LGBTQ people. He is a historian and he's doing a lot of research right now into diet culture and how that affects all of us, but in particular gay male culture. Episode 82 with another interview and highly downloaded with Mark Green, who is the author of the the little uh, book of or the little me Too book for men. Uh, I forget the exact title, but he speaks about the man box culture and why this rigid form of masculinity is so dangerous and how boys are taught to so quickly separate themselves from anything feminine and to, you know, give up their close bonds with other, you know, boys in adolescence and how this negatively affects the emotional health and development of men, whether they be straight or gay or trans. It just affects us all, and it has, it's, it's what we see in the most rigid forms of the patriarchy and the most rigid forms of ideological religions that are predominantly led by angry men. And then, or the last two, the prejudice of prep. I started to see this sort of almost like a prejudice within dating apps of of men who were taking prep that just are just refusing to have sex with other men who are uh, either not on prep or are refusing to have any kind of uh, sex with condoms because they are on prep and seem to think that they are immune to almost anything and the fallacy of that and, and the problem of that and, and the concern going forward with our health overall. What, what does that mean when we're dealing with things like drug-resistant gonorrhea? And I think hep C is a brand new issue that is not a brand new issue, but it's becoming more prevalent, especially in the, in the uh, 
the community of men who have sex with men. And then what's been downloaded quite a lot lately was one of the latest episodes that I didn't do. I was on Mark Tara's show, Rainbow Country, and he interviewed me. And I I really enjoyed that interview. Well, because I was interviewed, but Mark pulled out some really interesting answers for me to some great questions. And it was just a really great discussion. So there you have it. A, a quick review. I, I you know, I, I wish I had the budget and the technology. I have a team of one, me. <laughs> so to go back and to pull snippets from previous episodes, I, that would probably take me 20, 30 hours just to pull an even 60 or two second or two minute clip from the, the 10 or so episodes that I that I cited. So if you've been a longtime listener, thank you for listening. I, I really do appreciate your ear. For those of you who have either commented directly on uh, my website about an episode or have contacted me on social media or privately by direct message or an email, either offering me some great feedback or just asking me a question, I appreciate you. And I encourage you to do more of that wherever you can be public because it helps it really does help spread the word that i am <laughs> imparting into the world the the message that i have to share i'm looking forward to another 100 episodes and it'll be interesting to see what i have to summarize at that point potentially in another year or year and a half depending on how many uh, weekly episodes i do Are you a deep thinker? Well, if you're anything like me, you probably lead a deeply examined life. Maybe you're a writer or an academic, someone who's paid for their smarts, and you want to make the world a better place, and you have the ideas to do so. You know, you're probably an introvert, lifelong learner, you observe the world, you're intuitive, you read between the lines. Small talk is something you really don't like to do. You're the kind of person who, when you're at a party, you probably gravitate to one person with whom you can have a really good, deep conversation with. But the dark side is that when things don't go your way, you feel like something's wrong with you. You feel like a failure. You shut down. Maybe you berate yourself. You feel stupid. You turn into a perfectionist. Maybe you start to doubt your abilities. You might even become defensive when you feel disrespected or not validated for your thoughts, ideas, and insights. Well, my role as a coach is to help LGBTQ people recognize that their difference makes a difference in the world. And if you want to talk more about how you can get your message out, how you can get your creative idea or project off the ground, then head on over to darrensteel.com and go to the Work With Me page and go to the Thought Leadership Coaching option. Just hit the Discovery Session button, fill out a few questions, and we'll set up a time to chat and take it from there.